Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Lord God. Come on. It's a little tilty acting. Thank you, Lord Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oof. Hey, Amisha. Hey, Courtney. Hey, family. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Join us. I have tea instead of coffee. It's not my favorite, but um, my vocal cords need something else at first, and then I'm going to have coffee. Good morning. How y'all doing? Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Father, for your... Hey, Andrea. Hey, beautiful. Thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. Ooh, thank you. Oh, y'all coming in quick. Thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. Mm, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord God. Hey, my Renaissance grandma, good morning. Thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Hey, Michelle Renee. Thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. Can I tell you something about how unique this devotional is? We have all kinds of people on here, all kinds of age ranges, um, all kind, representing all different cultures, representing all different type of all, all from all kinds of cities, states, and nation. We are not... Um, just locked into our home base, which is Little Rock, Arkansas. We represent the entire United States of America. Uh, we are a community that's growing in grace in Jesus Christ. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for who we are. I'm grateful for what God is doing through us. Um, I'm grateful for how well God loves us. Um, and just how he keeps us and he keeps on keeping us. Hey, George King, um, we are not just women on this devotional. We are also men on this devotional. Um, and I love that. I love that we're not just stuck. Hey, Larry Sims Shelton. I know I love that we are not just stuck to one culture, to one way that we look. So do me a favor, share the video. Every time you share the video, um, someone else, it increases someone else's chances to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what I was sitting here doing, taking taking some moments to share the video so that the video can become more accessible in someone else's hands. And I tell you guys all the time, um, sharing the video is how um, most people get to see the video. So. I'm grateful. So y'all just going to share the video. Put it on all the pages. Um, share it to your groups. Share it to your news feed. Um, share it. Like, send it to your mama. It don't matter. Send it whoever uh, else. Good morning, Vanessa Rhodes. So one of the things that we practice all the time on this devotional, we always practice confession. We confess the word of God over us. But we also... Um, practice gratitude. So if you are waking up this morning and you are grateful, which you should be anyway, do me a favor. Um, let's drop something in the comments 
of gratitude, but let's also tell everybody what city and state you are from, or if you don't, you're not comfortable sharing your city, share your state, but just tell people where you're from so people can see um, that we are from all over. Um, people can be encouraged by that. Oh my God. Thank you, Lord God. I'm almost finished with my sharing. I'm almost finished with my sharing. Oh my God. Oh, thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Just tell us something you're grateful for. Say, uh, say it like this. I am grateful, right? I'm grateful for waking up this morning in Arkansas. Like, just kind of put it out there where you're from. Um, I'm just so grateful for brand new mornings. I'm always grateful for God's grace. But I'm also grateful that unless I'm dead, I get the opportunity and chance to do it again. I am not stuck. Can you say that and declare that over yourself today? I am not stuck. I am not stuck. Like, I am not stuck. Can you say that over yourself? I am not stuck. <laughs> Woo! I am not stuck. Can you declare that? When you, you can even do that when you're sharing the video this morning. I am not stuck. Oh, my God. I'm not stuck. I am not stuck. Oh, my God. There is no circumstance or situation. You got to start declaring that because sometimes the enemy, hey, James Rowe in Killeen, Texas, sometimes the enemy likes to position us or give us a vision. I was praying over some things this morning that I had yet um, to see happen, and I was taking myself back to a place of remembrance of where of the dreams of the vision come on y'all listen to me this morning of the dreams of the visions of the things that's inside of me of the call on my life right because sometimes things will start looking like it's held up or sometimes things that we have prayed it looks like those prayers are not being answered but we've got to go back to this is the only time that you're allowed to go back right because you know i'm big about not holding on to the past but we have to go back and remind ourselves we are not stuck. We have to go back and remind ourselves that the vision did not end in a particular space and a particular time in our lives. Oh, come on now. Can I just be real? Can we just be real for a second? I remember when um, my husband died, I was, I, I just cannot be honest. I just kind of, I just life paused there for a second um, because we had so many dreams and we had so many visions of things together and then when he died the vision of us together ended but the vision for my life didn't end come on y'all like come on talk I'm not stuck I'm not stuck and I don't want to cap out like I don't want to plateau to what I think is successful right and I was telling myself that this morning I Lord show me where I'm supposed to be operating in this season um, because I know that the power of the blessing rests on my life, right? I am Abraham's seed. I am God's chosen. And when I know that the power of the blessing rests on my life, then his favor goes with me. Um, his favor goes before me. Um, I'm not limited to what I see. This is how I talk to myself in the morning. This is how you got to be talking to yourself because the enemy comes in and always tries to flood and give you a barrage of thoughts to make you think that God is not with you or God has left you or God has forsake you or what God promised you. And I'm also in a season where I don't want to make anything up, right? Because um, I, I we tend to lean into our own understanding um, when we don't realize 
um, just who God is. We tend to try to create our own plan. We try to deviate um, when we don't have the validity of God in us. Today, I'm gonna. We still. We're gonna get to these spiritual gifts. I promise. I'm gonna talk to you about spiritual gifts. But God is building up something in us, and a lot of times He has to extract. Um, what was old off of us and then renew our mind in the mood in the new before he can take us something to something more forward. Oh my God. Can I say that again? He has to pluck those old things, those former ways. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, say we're a completely new creature. That's what the word says, right? When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're a completely new creature. And so many of us, because we have been fashioned in culture fashioned in um, our ways fashioned in our thought processes we don't even operate like new creatures oh my god somebody say out with the old and in with the new we don't even operate in as new creatures we operate in a limited capacity of who we think we are versus the capacity of who God called us to be and so even when we are in a position and a space when we come into being new then we have to have new knowledge to operate in new spaces we have to have new knowledge of what it looks like right and I talked about this on the prayer call on Saturday um, how, thank you, Lord God, how um, religion for me is probably um, our greatest enemy, Shonda. Religion for me, Courtney, is probably our greatest enemy. I'm not talking about spirituality. I'm not talking about your relationship with God. I'm talking about religious ways in which we've conformed to that do not allow us to be free in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, he who the Son set free is free indeed. Say that, declare that over your life today. I am free indeed. I am free indeed. And so then if I'm free, then can I tell you, the only thing that's probably limiting me is me. Ooh. The only thing that's probably limiting me is me and what I refuse to do. Like every day I get up, I'm like, I don't want my old ways. I, I don't want what I experienced with you yesterday, God. I want to experience a brand new you. I want to be in a new place with you. I don't, I don't want to assume I know everything about you. Um, faith tells me already that I'm not going to see and know everything. Faith tells you that. So um, faith, faith, I don't care. I'm much insight. I don't care if there's a mantle of prophecy over your life, Julia. Faith tells me, faith tells me, like faith tells me I'm not going to know everything. So if faith tells me I'm not, Hebrews tells me without faith, it's impossible um, to please God, Renee. And so if faith tells me that I'm not going to see everything, I'm not going to know everything. Oh, come on. For us know-it-alls, you got to put that in your notes. I'm not going to see everything and I'm not going to know everything. Oh, come on now. I'm not going to see everything. I'm not going to know everything. I'm not going to know. God has a well-written plan and faith requires me to trust him and faith requires me to put my hope in him and faith requires me to believe him. Faith requires me to allow him to lead me as a good shepherd, right? And so I'm not going to see and know it all. And if we pretend like we see and we know every step that God is 
Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith puts me in a divine position to trust God. So I'm not going to have all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. When God first told me to, to um, almost five, year, five years ago, when God told me to start coffee and conversations, I didn't understand what God is asking me to do. I didn't think I was skilled enough. I didn't think I was equipped enough. Um, all I knew was I had a hungry and insatiable appetite for God. Like I had a hunger and a, an insatiable appetite for God for nothing else, like a hunger and a insatiable appetite. And the word of God tells me, um, he who hunger and thirsts for righteousness, come on y'all, I'm giving y'all the word this morning. He who hungers and thirsts for righteousness will be satisfied. They're going to be filled. Oh my goodness. You know what that tells me? Nothing else is going to fill me. No, nothing else is going to fill me. And I don't know about you, but in my life, when I felt insecure in my life, when I felt unsure, I was always looking for something else to satisfy me. Good morning, Lavenda. I was always looking for another thing to complete me. Um, I am educated, right? And so when I finished my bachelor's degree, I went into my master's degree. When I finished, hey, Nikki Nicole J J Jenkins Pettis. Um, when I finished my uh, master's degree, I was looking for a PhD. I was always looking, and there's nothing wrong with those things, but I had not recognized Almisha that I was really looking for those things to complete me. Oh my God. I was not on God's assignment for my life. Oh my God. And since I was always looking for something else to complete me in my life, the adversary, the devil, the enemy, guess what? He is looking um, and seeking whom he can devour. Oh my God. He's seeking whom he could devour, right? He's a roaring, he's, he's prowling. Um, he's prowling around. He's looking. He studies your habits. He studies your behavior. He studies your patterns. He knows where you think in lack because you act in lack. He knows where you think in insecurity because you act in insecurity. He knows, oh, he knows where you think in fear because you act in fear. Like he is crafty. He studies you. He watches you. He's real. His little imps, his nits. He's looking. He lo he's looking for where. Um, he's looking for where your self-esteem is low because you act like your self-esteem is low. He knows whether or not you believe you're chosen. Come on, y'all. He knows that. And so he studies you. And when he study you, when he studies, and you can, he's crap, he study. Remember, the word of God tells us he appears as a child of light. He appears as a child of light. The devil knows the scripture. He knows the word. So he's watching you. He knows where you're anxious. He knows where you're not sober. He knows that when Jesus was um, after the 40-day fast, right, the enemy knew he was weak or he would not have even stepped to Jesus. Come on, y'all got to see this. You got to see the word differently. You don't just read the word. You got to get revelation. So he knew Jesus was tired, right? He knew um, He knew Jesus was hungry. He, he knew this, right? And so when he steps to Jesus, and he starts saying, you know, he starts offering him all these different things. He knew Jesus was um, who Jesus was, but yet still he tried to step to Jesus a certain way, right? Well, he had been watching him. He had been watching him during the 40-day fast. Come on, y'all.
He had been watching him. And this is what I know to be true about him. He always offers an alternative solution so that you will not live, that you will not walk in faith. He always offer, offers you something as a substitute woo, to your relationship with God. He always offers you um, a meal at a time. Think about when you're fasting, right? When you're in a position or place when you're fasting, you're not more hungry than when you fast, right? And that's why when you're fasting and you feel hungry, you're supposed to go to the Word of God, right? You're supposed to tap into the Word of God. So he doesn't offer you, he's always going to offer you um, an alternative. Come on now. He's always going to offer you an alternative and he, um, he will present it in a way, he can even present it in a way where it seems like it's God. Ooh, come on. He can also present it in a way where it seems like it's God. Let's go to Matthew 4 um, and 1 and 11, right? Let's go to Matthew 4 and 1 and 11. So at the time Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and afterwards was hungry. The tempter approached. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. That's how I know he studies you because the tempter approached him. Come on, y'all. He approached him. And it's the same way for us. The enemy will always approach you with an alternative other than the word of God because he's studying you. He's watching you. Um, he's going to see. He's looking to see where you're weak. He's looking to see where you don't trust the word of God. He's looking to see where you're not discerning the word of God. He's looking to see where you don't have understanding. And sometimes, unfortunately, we, there are spaces in our lives where we're still unaware. That's why it's so important for the Holy Spirit. Somebody say that. It's so important for the Holy Spirit to illuminate those things, to bring us into awareness. Angela Bragg Sims of this is the spiritual truth. That's why Romans 12, 1 through 2, he says, first, present your body as a living sacrifice, right? And how I see that is I present myself before the Lord. And when I present myself before the Lord, as a living sacrifice saying, you know, Lord, here I am. I want to be used by you. I want to be pleased. Like here I am right before you. Then two, it's my responsibility to renew my mind in the word. If I'm going to be well equipped, if I'm going to walk in purpose, if I'm going to be a wife, if I'm going to be a mother, you have got to be renewed in the mind, in your mind. And word. So it's important for the Holy Spirit to illuminate you. It's important for the Holy Spirit to show you and bring to light the things in your life that don't look like God Ooh. and only the Holy Spirit can do that like only the Holy Spirit can do that with the word of God when the when the scripture says for us to judge ourselves we judge ourselves according to the word of God not according to a religious a religious entity or sect, S-C-C-T, we judge ourselves. And so um, be sober. First, first Peter 5 and 8, be sober and sober-minded and alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Ninth verse, resist him standing firm in your faith. What do we stand firm in? We stand firm in faith. And remember, I just told you, wherever you are weak, 
um, is probably why you're where you're not standing firm in faith. And we all have weaknesses and we all have things that we struggle with and we've all been um, have experiences and we've all been probably traumatized at some point in our life. So resist them standing firm in your faith and in the knowledge that your brothers and brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same type of suffering. So I'm not resisting him in my flesh. I'm not resisting him by adding more to me. I'm not resisting him um, by being all over the place. So let me like ask yourself the question, how do you usually respond when a crisis happens, right? How do I usually respond when a crisis happens? Tells me whether or not I'm standing firm in my faith. How do I respond when life happens? Tells me whether or not I'm standing firm in my faith. And I just told you, your intimacy, enemy is an adversary that discovers you, that watches you. Because you got to remember, the devil hates you. He does not want you to fulfill um, God's plan to disciple others through your gifts and your talents on this earth. So he always wants to offer, offer you an alternative you. He always wants to offer you an alternative you. I'm going to say it one more time. He always, Andrea, wants to offer you an alternative you. He always wants to give you a version of you that is not God's purpose, that is not God, God's plan. He always wants to have you in a position in place seeking something other than him. Oh, my God. He always wants to pull the insecurity card. He always wants to pull the low self-esteem card. He always wants to have you seeking a version of you that is not you. He uh, that's just his because that's his mode of operandi because he knows that if your sights get set on something other than God's perfect plan for you, Oh my God, oh my God, other than God's perfect plan for you, then you'll deviate and you'll leave the wide path and you'll be on the narrow path. And unfortunately, even as Christians, we can be on the wide path and not on the narrow path. Oh my God. And then he comes in like a flood. He'll bring people in to try to confirm you doing something other than what you're supposed to do. So this morning, I'm going to give you some nuggets about being chosen. I wasn't even there. I'm going to give you some nuggets about being chosen. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. And then I'm going to give you some scripture to back this up. Because if you don't understand that you're chosen by God, you'll always look for something else to choose you. I'm going to go home. 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 If you don't know you're chosen by God for real, like it's illuminated, you got revelation in it. You will always look for something or someone else to choose you. You'll always be looking for something or someone else to attach yourself to. You'll always be looking for something or someone else to fulfill you. If you don't really know you're chose by God, like if you don't have a divine, and I'm talking about a divine revelation that you wake up, you'll know chose. So when I was younger, <laughs> I was very awkward. Um, I was, um, I was not, um, the best sports type person. I wasn't like, I just wasn't the person that when I was, sports was my thing. And so where I would find myself 
in a position when I was on the playground or whatever else, and we were picking teams. Um, there would always be a team captain, and come on now. And as I was being, we were picking teams, I was always usually among the last to be selected. Come on. I just want to help somebody this morning. I want to help you out. God, show me. Like I was always among the last. It looked like I was always among the last to be selected. Like Nikki, it looked like I was always the last person to be chose. It looked like somebody was always, already, always picking somebody else besides me. And I don't know if you really get revelation, but what happens to you in your childhood and your youth is what begin what will begin to develop your character, what will begin to develop your self-esteem, what will begin to um, um, chart a course, right? A course for your destiny. It will impact how you respond in relationships. And if when you're young, right, um, you get this idea that I'm always being chosen last. Um, it can make you feel insignificant. Come on, y'all. Come on now. Um, it can make you feel unworthy. Um, it can make you feel as if you're not seen. And unfortunately, when you are a child and you feel like you're not seen, you'll start doing things to be seen. I'm going to sip some tea this morning. I'm going to sip some tea. You'll start doing you'll start doing things to be seen. Woo! You'll come out of character. Um, you'll you'll um, be pulled into environment. You'll start saying if you don't feel chosen, if you don't feel picked, if you don't feel connected, come on, y'all. You'll start doing things to be seen. Um, we like to say, oh, your child is acting out, right? Or we're acting out. You'll start acting out. Woo! <laughs> Can I be real this morning to my married folks, right? If you're like just being for real, if and dating people, if you're in a relationship and it doesn't feel like your spouse or your person is choosing you and it feels like your spouse or person has attention in the uh, in another area, then what you'll start doing if you don't understand you're chosen, you'll start trying to find out well what's wrong with me. What's What's wrong with me? And when I start thinking in a space of trying to figure out what's wrong with me, right? Like what's wrong with me? Then what I'll begin to do is act alternatively towards how God feels about me because I've put my attention and affection on the person that didn't choose me, right? Oh my God. So what happened for me was I started acting out. Cause I felt like I was never being chosen. So in class, I would become and I would become very loud. Um, I would do things um, to get attention, right? Um, if my mom felt like she was in a certain space at home, I was always doing something to get um, attention. So. For us in our adulthood or now, as we are renewing our minds in the word, as we have laid ourselves before God as the living sacrifice. And for me, how I think of it is when I lay my God self before God um, as the living sacrifice, I'm putting myself in a position for God to inspect me. Oof. I'm putting myself in a position for the raw Holy Spirit to tell me what's in me. That's not of God. Woo, come on, y'all. What's in me that's not of God? Lord, what's in me that's not of God, right? And so 
when I have patterns of behavior, right? Um, or I've been in a space and I don't understand, like God chose me, then my behavior from that point on will be patterned because what I'm going to start doing is positioning myself to what I think will make someone choose me. This let's just real. So, 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 so I have to come back, renew my mind in the word and recognize, okay, I've been in this, come on, Holy Spirit, pattern and thought behavior for so long. I've been in this space for so, so, so long. And signs that I've been in this space for so long is my response when certain things happen in my life, do I shut down? Do I become hard? Do I become guarded? Do I become over, over fluffy? I remember one time when I was dating someone and um, it was not going well. Um, and in my immaturity, because I didn't know I was chose by God, I would start posting little things. Um, I'm really trying to gravitate and grab his attention. I'm just going to tell my own business today. Really trying to gravitate and grab my own attention, right? Grab his attention. Well, it's because I didn't know I was chosen by God. And many of us in the body of Christ look for other things, um, trying to grab attention, trying to grab attention of friends because we don't really know we're chosen by God. We don't really know we're chosen by God. We don't really know we're hand-selected by God. We don't really know that people don't determine our future. We don't really know that who we are does not end at the extent of who picked us first or who picked us last. Ooh, come on now. Oh my God. Oh my God. Come on. We don't really know who picked us first or who picked us last. Like we don't even get revelation. So let me give you some scripture. Matthew 20. Um, we're going to go to the 20th chapter of Matthew. Come on. We're going to go through the 20th chapter of Matthew for a second this morning and let the Lord help us and let the Lord deal with us this morning so that we can recognize that the Lord chose us, right? So let's talk about this. For, for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into the vineyard and going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them, he said, you go into the vineyards and whatever is right, I'll give you. So they went in going out again and about the sixth and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the 11th hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said, you go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, call the laborers and pay their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the 11th hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now those who hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house saying, the last worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, friend, I'm not doing you any wrong. <laughs> this is Jesus. He said, I'm not doing you any wrong. What I pay, what I do for them, right? This tells me that the kingdom of God looks so different than this world. So why would I put my trust in a world that determines and wants to decide my value by work when I have a loving father who decides my value just because he loved me? Woo! Come on now. This is freedom. Why would I put my value in a world who determines my worth 
right? By whatever they feel like is worth. Whatever they feel like, whatever they feel like is worth. And this world is so flip-flop, right? One minute, skinny girls are in. The next minute, girls with hips and curves are in. One minute, um, having all this education and stuff is what's popular. Next, they'll tell you to focus on a trade, right? Like all of this that the world does, right? That flips and flops, right? Yes, Renee, but the loving father determines your value on how much he loves you and how he considers you and why he created you. So he says, and I'm receiving this, they grumble. He said, the last word to an hour. He said, but he replied to them, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. He says, I choose to give this to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Come on now. The first will be last. So when I look at this, the love of the Father will never equal the love that this world tries to give us here on this earth. Those are two different types of love. Those are two, two different types of love. His love is not predicated on what I do. His love is predicated on how he feels and what he feels towards me looks so much different than what this world could ever say, right? So I have to get revelation that God chose me. I have to understand that he chose me. I have to replay if I never felt like I was selected, if I never felt hand selected, then I've got to begin to renew my mind to understand. Or when God calls me into something greater than myself, I'll never receive it. I'll never fully walk in it. I'll always second guess it. Somebody will always come and push me out of position because the enemy knows if I'm insecure about who I am, he's always going to present um, a circumstance or a situation in which I lean into my own understanding, especially if he knows I'm secure. I'm handpicked by God. Like you are handpicked by God. You're already chosen by God. It doesn't matter if who picks you. It doesn't matter if you're picked last your worth, your sum total of your worth in God is so different than the sum total of your worth in this world. It just is. But the enemy doesn't want us to have that information and he doesn't want us to know that. So today we replace all the negative thoughts, all the insecure ways that we felt about being chosen. Today we replace all of that with what the word says and that the word tells me without a doubt, Andrea and Kim Yarley, that I'm handpicked by God. That if this world does not choose me, if this world doesn't see my value, um, then I'm not. My faith is not the basis like of God choosing me. John Piper said that, but it's the result of it. Woo! My faith my faith is a wonder. My faith is not based on God choosing me, but it's the result of it, right? If you're trying to figure out whether or not you belong to the Father, um, the Father gave you Jesus as down payment that you belong to him. Oh, my God. You, you are not chosen because you came. You came because you were chosen. Like the Holy Spirit led you to Jesus because you were already chosen right john 6 37 and 17 and 6 
All that the Father gives me will come to me. Yours they were and gave them to me, right? And so when you believe on Jesus Christ, right, you're not appointed because you believed. Woo! I, I need to erase that. You're not appointed because you're believed. You believed because you were opposed. The Holy Spirit was illuminating and drawing you into a closer relationship. So then when the gospel is presented in you, something inside of you wakes up and says, oh my God, that's my truth. Woo! That's why we got to pray for other believers. That's why we got to pray for the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened and open to the hope of God of who he be, be, we called us to be in Christ Jesus. That's why we got to pray for our lost and unsaved loved ones to um, come into the knowledge of who they were created to be in God. So your roots as a child of God, you are already chosen, right? And so you're not chosen by what you can have. You're not chosen by your skill set. You're not chosen, um, and, and, I, and we can be so skilled, but you're not chosen. When God favors you and puts you in a position, he's not choosing you because of a certain skill set. Remember when David was being selected as king, um, the word that was given, like God doesn't look at the external things. God is looking at the heart. So when God even chooses you for an assignment, woo, God isn't looking at your skill set. You got to stop disqualifying yourself based on what you feel like qualifies you. God did not choose you. Holy Spirit, you speaking this morning because of your skill set. When God places you in a place to be a, man, a wife, God isn't choosing you because of your skill set. God isn't choosing you because of how fine you are. God is choosing you because he knows you have the heart for this marriage. Woo! He knows that you have the heart for this man or this woman. When God gives you your children, he's not choosing you because he thinks you're the best person or mother or father in the world. He's choosing you because he only, I could be Judah and Josiah's mama. <laughs> Judah, Judah, Josiah and I were talking about that one day. He was like, um, I was telling him, I said, when I first, um, when I first, um, I had a scholarship to Dillard University and Joe was like, I'm so glad you didn't go to Dillard University. He said, because you had go, if you had turned an alternative course, I don't know that you and dad would have got married. And then Judah and I may not have been born. Right. And I'm like, this is deep. This is, this is different, right? This is so different. This is so deep. And so he chose me like he chose me because of what's in my heart. He knows what's in your heart. God judges the intention of the heart. He's looking at what's in your heart. So he already chose, like he already chose me. He chose me in grace. He chooses me in love, right? Um, he chose me because I'm his treasured possession. He chose me um, because not of a number, right? But he chose me and he loved me, right? Because actually we are the fewest and the smallest number, right? He chose me because he loved me. He chose me because he swore an oath, right? So our obedience um, in what we do with God really has to do because we chose. So let me give you the definition for chose. We almost out of here. Chose to be picked out, to be selected. Ooh, my God. Um, to be desired, to be preferred, um, to be determined, 
right? That's what it means to be chose. He chose me. He picked me. He selected me. He desired me. God desired me. He wanted me. And he chose me. So I got to tell my mind to be silent every time I feel anything other than chose. Come on, y'all. I'm giving you some tools this morning. I got to tell my mind to be silent any other time I'm thinking anything else other to be chose. Philippians 4 and 8 says to think on what's pure, lovely, and good report. So anytime I'm thinking anything other outside, when I start thinking, well, nobody picked me. Well, I didn't get the job. Well, I'm still single. and Nobody has asked me to marry them. And, um, you know, my family just act like they don't want to have anything to do with me. I've got to tell my mind to be silent and think on the pure and the lovely and the good report because I'm already handpicked, I'm already chose. Like God has already handpicked me here. And then I gotta tell my emotions, right? I gotta tell my emotions that they're not gonna rule my life anymore. I'm not gonna be on an emotional roller coaster because emotions indicate something is wrong. I'm not gonna be on an emotional roller coaster because I feel I feel a certain way by not being chosen or I feel a certain way by not being chosen by a certain time. Come on, right? John 8 and 36, who, he who is free is free indeed. So I'm free from being an emotional cold roller coaster. And then the last thing, I'm going to remember the truth. And the only way that I'm going to remember the truth is I have to know what the word of God says about me being chosen. Come on now. I have to know what the word of God says about me being chosen. My God, I got to know what the word of God says. So if I've always already struggled about being chosen, then I got to know what the word of God says. John 15 and 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should abide. So whatever you ask the Father in my name may, may not be given to you. He chose me. You got to be able to say that. You got to speak. It does not matter. One of the things that I do when I'm feeling the, uh, hey, Martha Mosley, when I'm feeling the um, stink on it, like when I'm feeling not picked or I'm feeling like chosen or I'm feeling like um, people are acting a certain way, I always reroute myself and say, you know what? No, I am chosen by God. First Peter 2 and 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm chose. No, I'm chose. It don't matter who didn't choose me. It don't matter who's acting a certain way towards me. I'm chosen by God. I, I tell my mind, mind, you got to shut up because your mind will be all over the place trying to tell you um, and focus you in on who didn't pick you when the person that determines the course of your life has already picked you, has already chose you. Ephesians 1, 4, and 5, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind of intention of his will. God is intentional with us. Um, God is very intentional with us. And so Romans 8 and 28, when we recognize that we are chosen, we will also know that he 
uh, working all things out for our good. So do me a favor. Declare today, I am chosen by God. Come on. We're about to get out of here. I'm going to pray for us. I am chosen by God. Declare that over your life today. Does not matter who does did not choose me. Doesn't matter if I don't feel picked right now. Don't matter if I don't feel important right now. I am chosen by God. Doesn't matter who walked out on me. Don't matter who's changed their mind, who switched up the game, who acts ugly towards me. No, I'm telling my mind to shut up today and I'm going to walk in revelation and I'm going to walk in the knowledge that I am chosen by God, that God chose me. He Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we will walk in them. Ephesians 1 and 11, also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. Philippians 1 and 6 is something that I meditate all the time because it takes the responsibility off of me from trying to complete me. I don't have to complete myself because the Lord God will complete myself. Cynthia Jackson. Your name has been illuminated all day, and so I want to be a blessing. If you have Cash App, will you drop your Cash App so that we can sow into you today? Um, if you're new to the devotional, um, occasionally the Lord will lead me to be a blessing to someone else's life. And Cynthia Jackson, you have been on my heart today. I don't know what you stand in need of, but the Lord wants to bless you. And I pray you have Cash App. And if you don't have Cash App, then what you're going to do is we're going to send it to the ministry, and then we'll send her a check. But Cynthia Jackson, Jackson, if you have Cash App, if you'll share your Cash App, I want the people in the ministry, the community, to be a blessing. Do not feel like you have to do this. Um, do not feel obligated to this. This is just something we do when the Lord leads us in this way. We never know. Yes, she does. That's she. She's dollar sign C Y N T H I A Jackson J A C K S O N dollar sign C Y N T I A T H I A Jackson J A C K S O N. If somebody will put that up on um, YouTube, I would appreciate it. And I just pinned it. Um, and as Julia says, what a great way to sow. Let me pray over the word today. Father God, I thank you for the word today. Let it remain permanent in our soul so that it can do a greater work in us. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus, to know we've been chosen by you. In Jesus' name, amen. So if the Lord places on your heart, sow a seed into Cynthia Jackson for me. Okay, a couple of announcements and we're going to get out of here. Um, Pillow Talk, June 11th. I need you to go get registered. Um, paint Party, um, Renee Rose, Fitness, How to Eat to Live. Woo! How to Eat to Live, Nay. That's what we're doing. Renee Rose, um, How to Eat to Live. We're going to do that. We're going to do How to Eat to Live. Um, how to Eat to Live. So I want y'all to be a part of the Pillow Talk. Teresa Casey is going to do a paint party. We're going to do some strategies. We're going to do some sisterhood. If you're a partner with the ministry, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and we'll give you a partner code, and you get a 20% discount. I only have 10 spaces left. <laughs> I only have 10 spaces left, so don't do like I did. I was waiting on something that I know I was supposed to be a part of, and I was like, oh, I ain't going to spend the money right now, and I missed out on it. Don't do what I did. Go get registered. Go on and pay your registration. Get locked in today. We only have 10 spaces left. 10 is not a lot, right? Um, and so go get locked in. If you're a male, you can't attend Pillow Talk, but you can share the flyer and give the flyer to someone else. 
Um, July, we got a pillow talk coming for teens. That's going to be limited space. You can attend online. You can attend online. There's a long, there's online um, availability for pillow talk as well. Hey, we got cup on Friday, Saturday, the ladies prayer call. Um, I'm just so grateful for God doing what he did for us today. Remember, tell your mind to be silent. Tell your emotions they're not going to rule your day. And then remember the truth of God's word, right? Remember the truth of God's word. And then if the Lord calls you to be a blessing to Cynthia Jackson today, so into her cash app. You don't have to. It's just what we do in our community of believers. When the Lord places somebody on our heart, we make sure we're a blessing to them. And I'll oh, wait a minute. It's the wrong. Hold on. She gave us the wrong cash app first. Wait a minute. Thank you. Cynthia Marie Jackson, dollar sign, Cynthia Marie Jackson, dollar sign, Cynthia Marie Jackson. Thank you for correcting that. Dollar sign, Cynthia Marie Jackson. Thank you. Correction, dollar sign, Cynthia Marie Jackson, right? Um, and if the Lord blesses you, so accede into her. I love y'all so much. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let the love of God rule in your hearts today. And remember that you are chosen. We'll be back here live in the morning. Wednesday on Instagram only on Instagram only we'll be back here live on Instagram only um, join us um, the Lord has just been ministering to us and building us up I promise you you won't be disappointed share the devotional I love y'all so much um, <laughs> God loves you even more you're chosen love peace and blessings thank you father for your word today thank you for your people today I cancel every assignment of the 